Oh my god, what am I doing? Hi, welcome to Just Thinking Out Loud. My name is Desiree. Is the argument for not eating meat the same as the argument against abortion? It's going vegan and being pro-life one and the same. What is life? Life is a characteristic that distinguishes organisms from inorganic substances and dead objects, according to Wikipedia. Or you could say, life is a characteristic that distinguishes physical entities that have biological processes, such as signaling and self-sustaining processes, from those that do not, either because such functions have ceased, they have died, or because they never had such functions and are classified as inanimate. Various forms of life exist, and it goes on. But here's where it gets interesting. There is currently no consensus regarding the definition of life. Yet, we all have an idea of what life is, and most of us have an urge to not kill. This is a bit of an assumption because I was surprised to not find a term for it, like a survival instinct, but something else. But I think it's common enough that we create laws surrounding the preservation of life and when it's okay to kill, usually extending from the self outwards in increasingly looser layers of kinship. You could say that the roots of that urge is kindness, a concern and consideration for others. It is a virtue in all human societies, and it has been practiced, I would assume, forever, from the beginning of the human species. The origins of kindness can be approached from a metaphysical, abstract point of view, such as spirituality, or from the perspective of evolutionary biology, where doing good to others provides social credit that comes back to you later, and also makes more sense for a cooperative survival strategy for every member of a tribe. Regardless, kindness is innate to humans, though it may be practiced selectively. But kindness has also been extended beyond the tribe, and that urge to not kill has shown itself in the practice of extended kindness as a virtue. This came in the form of early scripture promoting some form of vegetarianism or advice against abortion except to save a life, among other things. This was obviously not universal. It was often dependent on the group or the social class, and sometimes was legally enforced, but most of the time not. As a side note, most of my historical references are from Wikipedia and not reading primary sources, but I'm pretty confident in what I'm referencing. And as usual, there are links in the description. So there has always been the instinct to not hurt unnecessarily, and there has always been the conflict of what to do, and different peoples handled it differently. I'm not sure there is a way to resolve this conflict, but I would say, based on what I just mentioned, that we have been trying. And in that trying, I have noticed some parallels between the arguments for not eating meat or exploiting animal life and being pro-life. Do they ever sound similar to you? I've been thinking about it for some time and I don't think it's a crazy parallel. Both can be hot topics, especially for the people who are for them. And I think it might be the case that a person agrees with the arguments in one context but not the other. It's unlikely that someone somewhere has not put forth this argument before, but I often get raging comments against things that seem obvious to me, and it's an interesting topic for me to dive into, especially when I think of the moral implications it has for society. It makes me think of how and why ethics change, and whether or not they are really absolute. When I first started thinking about it, I hadn't heard of it before, but an internet search showed me, yes, people have thought about it, and these are my thoughts on the topic at hand. What's about to follow? I'd like to clarify that there are different kinds of arguments against both, and I'll be focusing on the ethical ones, because this is the most contentious point, 
This is as opposed to the arguments based on health or economics, such as eating less meat will make better use of farmland or crops, or having less babies means less overpopulation, which will in the end serve the greater good. So potentially, you could draw parallels there too. But focusing on the ethics. The biggest parallel is that most people care about life, even if they can't agree on exactly how. They see certain actions as necessary due to socialization or circumstance. People consider arguments against the killing of animals or the unborn as some of the easiest arguments to garner sympathy for. They just then decide how much it matters and have to take into context how other concerns stack up besides that sympathy so they can argue even if they have similar hot feelings. And as I said before, people have been concerned with it in scripture and law, enough to make a note about it for a very long time. The second biggest parallel is where do we draw the line that this is the life that matters? That can be taken from the standpoint of are they human-like enough? Are they enough like us so that they enter the realm of people, which is where our morals actually exist? It tends to reach a point of subjective quandary, where you don't know at what point the life is important enough for it to be considered murder when it is taken. That's usually based on how advanced the development is. The focus is on the sentience, the capacity to feel, perceive, or experience subjectively, but it's still hard to define. You don't worry as much about killing a spider as you do a horse, and you're always looking for evidence of sentience, which is a more recent exploration of ours in order to decide what to do. It's also based on how similar it is to humans, based on physical response to pain or pleasure. A rat might be a bit difficult to kill because of that. Or it's based on affinity, the classic example being that dogs are eaten in certain places, but not in others. There are human tribes that will sometimes eat an animal and at other times befriend it. Thinking of a fetus being aborted versus a baby being aborted, the wording, either distances us from the act or brings us closer to the act of it as hurting some being, even though a fetus can be almost a baby for a long time before birth. Both arguments bring up the issue of property. Who is responsible for the life of an animal or a child? Since we reproduce through genetics and all life does, and that can be manipulated, does that give the creator the right to that life? A core argument surrounding many human rights issues is that each person owns the property of their own body, and this is what has been extended towards those we once considered outsiders as we develop as a species. Another parallel is that it depends on the situation, whether or not the act is okay, even if it's not desirable. Not eating meat is considered a luxury by some that can only be afforded once one has the option to choose, and one is no longer at the survival stage of meeting their needs. Abortion is almost always considered okay if the life of the mother is on the line, but for both, what is considered on the line isn't completely set in stone. People tend to change their opinions in the direct face of the event, especially when they see the direct evidence. Seeing documentaries of the lives of factory-farmed animals can make an impact. Seeing footage of what happens inside the womb as a fetus reacts or retracts is different from talking about it. Making the decision to do it, actually kill an animal for food, or having to undergo a certain procedure yourself, makes you see things differently if not change your mind. This is not to say that someone will turn away from an act, just that they will see it differently. You might reconsider if it really needs to happen just a bit more, and so reduce how often or for what reason you do it. There are hunters who understand the sanctity of life. There are times in history when parents kill to save the child from a certain difficult life but it may be then seen as a solemn act. 
There is a range of responses about the degree of appropriate action. At what trimester or stage is it early enough to end things? Should we provide financially so that the mother or parent's decision can change? Or should the law make it equal to murder? Should animals be eaten at all, or used for milk or clothes, or not raised in cages, or not be fed terribly, or just be eaten a little less, or sourced more sustainably to lessen the impact? Or should animal abuse legally be punished? Does it call for a strong reaction or a more sensible approach to new discoveries? There is also usually conflict surrounding the law, though people are generally sympathetic. They just can't agree on to what degree, in what circumstance, and so on. Both topics are volatile. They polarize people. They ask us the hardest questions about life and death. They ask us to weigh life when all life ends. I would describe both as being something like a high ethics debate. I was thinking of what to title this video, and I thought I should use the word pro-life and vegan because they are sort of trigger words for people. Humanity has had groups that are against eating meat for a long time, out of kindness as mentioned before. They ask ever-present questions. So a lot of these factors sound eerily the same to me. Yet often people are in one camp but not the other. They can clearly see the horror of one thing but not the other. Another thought I had was, do people care about one more than the other? What have the social changes been like in response to movements around them as a way to measure that? It's difficult to really measure because the impact of many social movements are modern, even if groups have been for or against them in the past. People globally are increasingly choosing to eat less meat or modify their diet due to arguments against eating meat, either altogether or due to modern factory farming. Data on abortion from Statista is on the US, and it is difficult to obtain that kind of data in general because of how intimate the procedure is. But based on Statista, the US population is almost evenly split between pro-life and pro-choice, and has been since the 2000s. But pro-choice actually means that they are for letting the woman decide. A little over half the population does think it's morally wrong, although half would let the woman decide. I think it's weird, it's defined as just up to the woman by the way, and not both parents. I didn't spend time researching what other people thought, but a brief search showed many online debates where there are people who shame others for being in one camp but not the other. And in those high ethic debates about morality and life, passions get really high for obvious reasons. After I thought about all these parallels, I wanted to think about it from the opposite perspective and consider why the arguments are different. The obvious difference is that we have always mainly defined ethics as moral decisions as it affects humans. Plainly put, we don't see non-human life as equal to human life, at least from a Judeo-Christian perspective, as man is made in the image of God. You could say that we value intelligence and rank it, but not all humans are equally intelligent depending on age, development issues, and so on, where other animals that we could eat could be considered so. So that's a false justification, and it has been highlighted a lot by other thinkers. Other than that, I couldn't really find anything for why they were different. I would be interested in hearing your thoughts on other differences. I'm comparing the similarities. I'm not actually arguing for either movement, at least that's not what I'm doing right now. I just want to point out the parallels, because it's very interesting how people can see one but not the other, although I pointed out the main difference I see. And the inherent drama of where to draw the line is like watching a rotoscope detailing in constant motion. Do our ethics only extend to us? And what is the definition of us? Changes. After all, things that we never used to consider cruel because it was happening to people other than us now seem unethical because these people are now like us. Whatever we are used to now seems obvious, but it's not that fixed. 
The reason these moral debates occur is that we have the ability and instincts to have them. This could be due to some metaphysical drive or a biological one that we act out without fully understanding why. Life consumes life in this universe, and the decision to modify how that's done is based on our ability as conscious beings to empathize and not take part or modify. It is also based on how much it will cost us as we put ourselves first, for the most part. We have the power to change many things and define how we want to act in the world. Thinking about this topic reminded me of Gregory Maguire's Wicked, which was one of my favorite books growing up. It had intelligent animals. I wonder about the discoveries that we will make surrounding intelligence and how that might affect modifying gene sets of other beings. All of this is currently off the table, but it is already happening. Of course, that brings up the same questions of ethics, such as property and self-determination. To answer the initial question, I would say that the arguments for being pro-life or adopting a vegan or vegetarian lifestyle are similar, but not the same. Similar for the reasons I've mentioned, and not the same because we classify human life and life outside of the human tribe differently. This was probably a necessity in some ways and still is for many people. But will those boundaries stay the same? This is a question that I think we are currently grappling with, and it really interests me. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, donate at justthinkingaloud.tv slash donate if you like my content. Leave a comment and tell me what you think. Also, tell me what you'd like to hear me talk about. I would appreciate that. Have a great day. This topic is interesting to me because I do believe in these things, both arguments, but I don't really promote it because for both of them, I wasn't sold on it and I didn't think about it for a very long time. And when I did think about it, I still wasn't sure. I do think individual situations are also complex and I don't really like taking the high moral ground because things are complex and we're all learning and it takes time. Something I realized from doing this was that I didn't realize that being pro-choice meant allowing the woman to choose, not simply being against it, but being against it to the point of wanting to enshrine it into the law. Honestly, the whole stuff is complicated to me. I think it's wrong to have an abortion, but if I'm not in the situation, I don't know what I would do. At the same time, why is the unborn baby considered the property of the mother or if the parents get to decide whether or not they live? And then again, children are in general considered on independent property for long after birth. So it's a much bigger problem than that. And do the biological givers of life, the parents have complete dominion over it? Do they get to play God? And if there's no God to tell us what to do, then doesn't someone have to play God at some point? It's a thought twister. It really is. The vegan question is less complicated. I think it's wrong also, but I don't see it being enshrined in law anytime soon and I wouldn't force it on others. I also don't think it's universally wrong in all contexts. I think it's wrong because we can see that it could be more right, if that makes sense. I simply think as a species, we're not there yet. And I think over time it will happen. Deciding what steps to take, like not directly killing, directly or indirectly killing humanely or not exploiting at all, or other options, and then also untying that from the whole issue of domestication and bread dependence, it's really complicated. Cetaceans are now considered non-human persons in some countries, so it's definitely a process that's happening, and the same for the abortion debate. Either way, I have my opinions, but I find it hard to morally enforce it on others. We can only ask these questions because we've reached the point where we have the leisure to ask these questions. I think there are battles that people can choose to fight out of many, moral battles that is, and eventually the rest of society and maybe humanity can be persuaded. 
But I'm sure there are things I'm doing today that may be considered wrong a thousand years from now. This is not to say moral causes shouldn't be fought for. I'm just saying it's complicated. There are so many ants crawling everywhere. It's so weird. They're just everywhere all of a sudden. I've killed like 10 ants recently and it's kind of weird because I've like been making this video and script and I'm like, I feel guilty, but you're, I don't want you crawling in my mouth when I sleep.